0: Morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our podcast. In His Light, uh, an approachable conversation about Christianity and the Christian walk. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in so far. Our last episode was uh, an Asbury reaction, or Asbury revival reaction, really, and it was, and we kind of focused on on one side of it, and we're going to focus on the other side of it today. So tune in, get the whole story. Do that with all the Word. Get the whole context of God's Word you know, take it, let scripture interpret scripture, Uh, finish the thing. Don't, don't go such to a short conclusion. That's basically what we're talking about in this is, is jumping to conclusions and not doing that. But as always, we ask that you test everything, everything we say, you test us and you test it with the word of God. Don't ever trust a man, trust God. God will use people, but it is, we are commanded to test all spirits and hold fast to what is true. And that is that is exactly what this these two episodes have been about. Uh, but specifically, last week's uh, or the last Asbury, uh, we talked about a Pharisaical spirit, a spirit of quick to judge, slow to listen. We're we're seeing these things. We're we're automatically shutting them down. We are speaking for God. We are claiming we have a God GPS without even looking at it and and or, or testing it. Really, we're just automatically shut it down. Whether it be because you believe in spiritual gifts or not. Or, or uh, you you don't condone the people that are there. That was the biggest. That was the biggest feedback that I've been hearing around the web, and also comments is is that these celebrity pastors that are kind of known for for making money on motives. We don't know if they're doing it for positive motives, but a lot of people believe that. And uh, celebrities coming there, the LGBT LGBT community being there, and and people just immediately jumping to say. Uh, you know, they condone that because Asbury allows us, they're condoning the sin. And uh, I ourselves or them, I we don't, we don't, I know we do not condone sin. That's not what this is about, but I don't think Asbury is either. And then like my dad brought out too, a good point, some of them innocent enough because there is this push in Christianity that all is welcome. All is okay. God is pure love. You can do what you want. All is covered. So some of them are really trying to protect the truth. But we've just got to do it with a little more gentleness, and and which brings us to our subject today. We're going to talk about the other side of that. Okay, so we're not. Jesus sat with sinners and tax collectors, not tax collectors, not to condone their sin, but to offer them a way out of that and to show them true fulfillment, so that they can drop these false fulfillments. That was the goal of it. So we don't. So if we don't kick them out and we allow them to come and have a chance to see the Lord and to know the Lord. And we don't also condone the sin. Today's topic is really what? What do we do? How do we? Ha- how does? How does God want us to handle this situation when we've got people that are sinners living in lifestyles of sin, or even claiming Christ for false motives? How do we handle this? And that—that's really the biggest. The—the the main focus of this topic is the other side of it. And uh, Dad, you prepared a couple points for it. Where did you want to start with that?
1: Yeah, you, that's a good point, John, what you said about uh, it's just we're trying to bring balance. There's another question on the other side. We realize that there are some people that when they judge a situation, whether it be Asbury or something else, you know, they they come in with that pharisaical spirit, it, it nothing new under the sun. It was back then with Jesus. It is today today as well. And so you have, but you have some people that are genuine that just want to, they just want to make sure that, the truth is represented in love as well. So, you know, there, there's the two commands in the Bible that says that, you know, Jesus was a friend of tax gatherers and sinners. That's a true fact. There's another verse that talks about, come ye out of them, be separate, my people. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. So that's another verse. So those seem to almost be opposites. But the question is, is they're really not opposites, but, but we have to learn how to walk that out. And that's what we're going to try to talk about here. How do you walk out being in the world, but not of the world? How do you walk out being a friend of of tax gatherers and sinners and and bringing people out of a certain lifestyle and bringing them into the truth at the same time, realizing that there's a separation here. There's a reason why people have to be saved. It's because we're lost. And so there is a truth out there.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. If, if somebody were to offer if God were to offer a way out for lost people, which is every human on this planet, or or condemned people, if He was to offer a way out, what who do you think would come? The sick, the sick would mm-hmm. come. The sinners mm-hmm. would come. That's what He said. That's exa- yep. His exact rebuke to the Pharisees is, "I came to save the sick." That's right. So, well, who are we to say no? But I mean t- to stay on topic because we're going back. We're gonna, <laughs> it's easy to get fired <laughs> up about that subject, <laughs> but to stay on topic. You know, love, love is the key. And I think that's where, and we're going to talk about this thing and dad, we'll go through your points, but I just wanted to comment is love is the definition of love is a problem here on all sides. Last video, this video, it's, it's what is love. And that's, that's what we've got to understand. If you're, if you're like Danny. That was what it was yesterday, Danny. I was trying to tell you what I remembered. the heavenly perspective, the kingdom perspective. if you're sitting from a kingdom perspective, these people are going to be condemned if they don't come. You know that you are no different than them. you have been saved just like they need to be and you if you love them, you're not going to avoid a little bit of friction and animosity here on this planet to cost them salvation. You know as a Christian, That heaven rejoices over one lost sinner, so it just that that is what we've got to keep in mind when we're thinking. Okay, so what do we do? Well, we know God rejoices if one of them is saved. We know that God is love. We know that it will draw men. Jesus can draw men to Himself. That that Scripture says after He said they're not for us if they're not against us, they're for us. He says if anybody casts out demons in My name, they'll know who I am. So if same same concept. If these sinners are coming in the presence of the Lord, He's holy, righteous. Sin is going to fall off. Sin is going to start to go away. Jesus baptizes us with fire, and that impurity comes off. Who are we to say don't step? You know,
2: Mm -hmm. Danny. Yeah, we definitely got to be. We've got to be welcoming to whoever it is that's. And and when I say welcoming, I I'm not saying you know condoning what they're doing um, or the lifestyle that they're in. When I say welcoming, I'm I'm talking about giving the people the benefit of the doubt that they are wanting to come to Christ. And you offer them that same gospel that you would anybody else. That's
0: right. That's and it, my brother.
2: And 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 we're not to um we're not to get into arguments over the word. So if you see that it's taking that direction, having the discernment to just stop it. Because at that yep. point, there's, there's no point. Nope. Yep. There's no point. There,
0: there's so many so, variables.
2: Yeah. So you know then, then, that, you, that's 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 what love looks like. It's it's offering everyone the same gospel. That's right. Same yeah. truth that we were given. And this, just
0: like you said, given the benefit of the doubt, love believes all. That's God's definition of love. That's one of the points. You you. You know, somebody's coming to Christ. So you're going to say, no, I don't think so. And just stop. You nailed it, Danny. That's huge.
2: Yeah, uh, we can't we can't be the judges of of somebody trying to walk through the doors and, and trying to seek the Lord. We, we we don't know what what point in their lives are at. Yeah, they may be be they may be LGBTQ. They may be whatever. But we don't know if they're at the end of that road, if their spirit, if something is stirring them up and saying, this is wrong. We don't know that. Mm Yep. And and we don't need to be quick to judge. We need to be slow to judge. And like you're saying, Jonathan, quick to listen. Like, just incline your ear to listen to their story. Mm -hmm. Share testimony.
0: That's That's right. That's it. It's mm-hmm. back down to our value system to sin. We put a value system on sin. So this this one thing we think is worse, we think is worse or different, but we've been saved. And it doesn't matter what sin you've been saved from, it's the same one. And if yep. what if somebody thought that about you, thought that about your sin or your problem? And they said, No, he's not worth it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna save you. That right. is not love. And I'm speaking that to the church. It's the truth. It's not love. And it's the reason if we have so much of that, we are going to become unapproachable. And that is not putting your light on a hill. That's not what right. that is. We're supposed to represent God. And if Moses didn't get to go in the promised land for misrepresent God, who are we? You know.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's the battle here. Is uh, you know the the word says speak speak the truth in love. If you notice in that one verse that speak the truth in love, you, you see in that verse that there's not no friction between those two things. They're, they're, they're not opposite. Speak the truth in love. Those two are actually the same. And I think that's that's part of the issue here. It's a definition problem. You can't let the world define these terms. And that's what's happening. You know, in the world, they will define, well, if you don't just accept me as I am, then you don't love me. They have literally changed the definition of love. Okay, because they said, okay, to love me, you got to accept me in whatever I do. And that's not true. That's not truth in it. And, and see, the same God who said that I am love, it says in the word, God is love. It also says that he's the way, the truth, and the life. So God mm-hmm. is truth, and God is love. So you know what that means? That means love and truth are the same thing. And to It's be clear, not just... different. They're not separated. Like man tries to separate. Oh, no, you got to have love and there's no truth, and then the truth people are over there saying, no, you gotta, you got to have the truth, and there's no love. No, they're together. They're one. That's why it says speak the truth in love. There is a way to do both of these things together in the right way, and that's God right there. When you're able to merge those two things together and walk with people, then you're where you need to be with God because it's speak the truth in love.
0: And to be clear, when, when he says, when we say accept, he means we're meaning condone. Of course, we we just talked about accepting people into to hear about Christ and to get to, to hear the gospel. Of course, we just mean condone to love me doesn't mean I have to condone what you're doing. That's not Amen. what we mean. that's not what we're getting at.
2: Yeah, I think so, so, some verbiage that we can avoid is saying, oh, it's OK. It's OK. It's not OK. We need to say it's right. not OK. But here is the way out. This is the way out. Mm -hmm. The trajectory you've been on has been wrong. And let me prove it to you through scripture. Because that's what they want to see. They want to see, well, where does it say that? That's right. They want to see these things. Because if it's just you speaking, they think that it's you judging, Mm -hmm. which is not the case. That's not the point. It's trying to give them truth and bring them into light. And that's how they've came to this conclusion in the first place is the
0: lack of that scripture. Because if they, we know, we know if they, if they sought the Lord and the word that they would find out. And then we, we, all we can do is show them complete love, show them the word. Like you said, Danny, show them the truth, the actual truth. Well, no, this is wrong. It's wrong. Just like my, just like my sin. It's wrong. We were both condemned Mm -hmm. the same thing. It's wrong. And I had to turn from it. And and I had to trust Jesus to clean me off from it, but it is wrong. So you've got to, you got to be able to stand up, say that first of all, and then offer them, like you said, the way out. Yep.
1: Good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's just something we deal with. Like, like in this podcast right now, we're talking about Asbury, but really this applies. That's why this is an important topic because this applies to everything, everywhere you go at work, whether it be at work, whether it be with your friends, with your family. I mean, this is a situation we as believers encounter every single day. Every single day we're encountering people that are lost. And how do we walk with them? How do we deal with it? How do we be that light and that salt in the world? You know, and this is what we're trying to discuss and trying to come to a conclusion here, try to see how we're supposed to. And I think it's not a complicated issue. It's been made complicated because we got to understand we come from we got to understand the definition of these things. Like Danny said, you got to show them what what the truth is, because sometimes they just hear you speak and they think you're just telling them, oh, no, I I think you should do this. No, we got to come to conclusion. But but again, why is that? Because if we allow them to define these terms, then that's what you're going to have. You see, if they come to you and say, oh, no, you don't love me because you don't accept everything I do. And, and then that's what we got to be able to speak of. Well, that's not true love, brother. That's not true love. I mean, you you wouldn't let somebody who who is inside of a house that's, that's fixing to be, that's on fire. You wouldn't sit there and pat them on the back and say, sit down, relax. It's okay. Everything's cool. You wouldn't tell them that. That would not be love. that would right. not be truth, neither one of them. So that's what I'm saying, No, brother, I love you. I'll give you a hug, but we got to get out of this house because it's burning down. You see that's that's what I'm saying. It's just the reality of those things and we can't let the world define them like like Danny said, you we got to make sure they understand this is what God, how God defines love. This is how God defines truth and let them make their decision from there,
0: right. And yeah, there it is, right there. And then we leave them with that decision. Mm-hmm. We we give them enough love and information to have that choice. Is this? Am I rationalizing this because I love my sin, just like me, just like Danny, just like Dad? Are we rationalizing this because we love it, or do we believe that it's it's condoned by God? That's that's where we gotta give them right there. That's all we can do. We we just get them to that point and let them shine enough light to where they know and 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 the lord's ultimately going to do it all we can do is plant seeds god is the only one that can make it grow and when jesus shines his light then that's the choice and that choice is the judgment because when the light's in you've got to choose your deeds or jesus mm-hmm. and to be clear does that mean that deeds just fall off sin just falls off instantly all of it gone you're perfect absolutely not it's a work but it's that willingness to give it to the lord that begins the whole
1: thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know exactly so and you know that's okay. that's what I think if we look at what Jesus did let's look at Jesus he's our perfect example how he dealt with it we know how danny how do you feel that when jesus w- was interacting with tax gatherers and sinners at that time when he was interacting with people when he went in there what 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 was his did he just go in there to 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 party down with them, or did he go down there with a No, he went down with a purpose, right? So let's look at how Jesus did approach this. He was considered a friend of tax gatherers and sinners. I know he he made himself approachable. See, the Pharisees stood aside uh, uh, off and say, "Oh, we can't touch you. You're over there. We're
2: too good. We're exactly. We're over
1: here. You're over there." Jesus didn't do that. He made himself approachable, but he Mm. didn't change who he was. He was still right. who he was, but he didn't make himself unapproachable. And I think that's right. the key. When he went in there, he went in there with a purpose to, to be the salt and the light to, to, so that they could be seen and be drawn out of there. He wasn't going to make them do that, but he was going to show them that there is a light and salt and, and told them the truth. But he didn't. He, the main thing I guess I'm trying to say is he made himself approachable. He Mm -hmm. didn't make himself standoffish. They knew that they could approach him. I really feel that.
0: Yeah, of course. And that's what's happening at Asbury. He's Mm -hmm. became approachable and people want to come to him. I mean, there's why can't we just wrap our head around the fact that people are saying, God, are you there? And they're rushing over there to find him Mm -hmm. because we all need something, whether you admit it or not. You are broken without God. You are broken and you, you know there's something missing. And the older you get, the more you've tried, and it didn't work. So if God's possibly here, you've got people that are genuinely rushing over there to find God, and I promise you, you're going to find Him. If you truly seek them wholeheartedly, you will find Him. That's a promise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to kind of just sum up everything that we've been talking about so far, just to keep you guys on pace, we're just talking about the, the action that we do. The How do we carry ourselves? When you do have sinners and and people that may be false motives or people that uh, we we think have worse sin than us are with us, if we don't kick them out, if we can't not allow them because Jesus would never do that, and then if we uh, also won't condone their sin and say it's okay, like there is a push for in this in this world today, is everything's okay? If we don't do those things, how are we doing it? And and love is the key word the proper definition of love comboed with truth. And those of you who don't know this dad keeps forgetting it's a podcast. And in his background right now, he's got a little, (laughs) a little, two little scales. Uh, You can't see them, but I'll describe them. So they are two like those measuring (laughs) law scales. One of them says truth. One of them says love. And that's what it's about right there. That's what we're not doing in this argument. We're not balancing it. We're not, we're, we're so much false love. That we're, we're creating this definition of false love where you can do whatever you want as long as it makes you happy, even if it kills you, even if it costs you your eternity. Okay. You can do it because I love you. That's the false love that's being pushed versus nope. The, the Pharisee style, I love how you put it, dad. They stand back in their flowy robes and, they, and nobody's even allowed. Uh, nobody's good enough to even come and seek God. And then just because of a sin or a, a situation that they're in. And we have got to find the middle of, of truth and love.
1: Yeah, matter of fact, if uh, if you're going to choose between the two groups, I think God specifically said, like you said earlier, John, He came to save the sick. It's not the well that needs a physician, He said, and mm-hmm. and that's a funny statement right there. And I'm not going to go off on a tangent on that, but really, was there anybody who was well? He told the Pharisees, "I came for the sick, not for the well." But He was only speaking to them because they thought they were okay; they didn't need Him. So He and said, he "Okay, knew yeah, and He yeah. knew."
2: He knew that the Pharisees weren't going to listen.
1: That's right. <laughs> Hard
2: he hearts. knew that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yep. Their hearts yep. were hardened. Yep. Mm-hmm. He knew that. That's
0: the issue there. I mean, that's the issue right there. They mm-hmm. think they're any less of a sinner. That's the issue in today's age too. That's what it yep. was. They thought these people on these bottoms because they decided the sin was worse, that they have no hope. And they thought they, di- they did. And like Jesus said, I mean, you, take these out. You silence these people. The rocks will cry out. Mm -hmm. You know, I can make descendants of these rocks. And that's the same problem we're talking about today is people are placing value on their sin versus other. And we all need a savior and everybody has a right to Jesus. That's why he will draw them. That's why the father draws them. And our job is simple. It's not to judge. It's to provide love and truth, love and truth. And then put Mm -hmm. them on that point of making that decision.
1: Exactly, you know, and I, I, you spoke about it earlier, John. I just wanted to kind of briefly. We're just going to go over a couple of these points that I thought, because then it comes down to the practical reality. Okay, we understand that. Well, how do we walk this out? What are some things we need to consider when we're talking about walking with people? How do we do this? How do we walk this out with with people? And and one of my first points I put in there: number one, you got to understand what what the father's heart is. We talked a little bit about all these already, but. What is the Father's heart? What does He want? What, what's His desire? we got to re- re- realize we're representatives of Him. If you call yourself a Christian, we're part of His body. We're part of His purpose, part of what He's accomplishing. It's not what we're doing. It's what He's doing. So we got to align ourselves with the head, and that's mm-hmm. who the Lord is. And so that's why I said, so first got to understand what the Father's heart is. We talked a little bit about that last week. About how he, he told the Pharisees, he says, Go and learn what this means. I desire compassion and not sacrifice. Talking about what his desire is. You got to realize when you're coming to people, and we're talking about, again, remember, this is all in the light of how do we deal with people that are unsaved, yet, you know, we're trying to reach them. That, remember, that's the scope we're looking at here. So, number one, first point is we got to know the Father's heart, we got to know what he wants because we're his representatives.
0: Okay, his eternal purpose, let me hit this one. His eternal purpose is to draw all men back, to restart, Mm -hmm. recreate what he started in the beginning and we broke, he's fixing it through Jesus Christ. That's his eternal purpose. What does he want? He wants you to love your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor like you love yourself. What else does God want concerning sinners? He wishes all to come to repentance and none to perish. That's where his heart's at. So when you're going into this, it's such a good point to think about this. How do I handle this? Remember that that's what God wants. He wants his family back the way he originally wanted it. He desires love for him and then love for your neighbor. And he doesn't want a single person to perish, not one, all of them to come to repentance. So acting on that is a good, good stepping stone to start on.
2: Mm -hmm. Amen.
1: Yep, that's, that's, that's the number one. You got to know that because that's who we're represented. And then number, the second point I want to bring out is is in light of that and knowing what God's purpose is, we have to also walk in the light and ask ourselves, what is our motives? What is our purpose? When we go in there, What are we going in there with God's intention? Or do we have our own motives? Do we have our own desires, our own things? That we're, oh, we're going to show these wretched sinners that they are lost. We got to yank them out of the fire. You see, what I'm saying is we have to we have to say, God, am I aligning with your compassion or am I in the sacrifice mode? You see, do do I realize that? Hey, wait a minute. You say you desire compassion, not sacrifice. So am I am I aligning myself with your desires and your heart or am I coming in there with my own motives and my own desires? And you can flip it the other side. Uh, you could do the same thing you could have somebody who said oh no we just got to love all these people so you just go in there and you just pat them on the back and agree with everything that they want to do or how they want to do you could be the other side of the spectrum and that's not God's heart either because God has come to save them mm-hmm. so so we got to understand what God's heart is and then we align our motives and desires and make sure we're in line with where God's heart and truth is
2: right good and i think that okay. i think it's so important that because With people who have been comforted by telling them what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. You're right. Everything you're doing is correct. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. That's what they're believing because Mm -hmm. everybody is telling them the same thing. You're doing right. You're doing right. But that one person that tells them, no, this is wrong. That's love. That's love. Mm -hmm. We got to be the ones to give them a new to, to not feed into that. We yep. gotta be the ones that 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 feed them something different. Oh, yep. Juice. And I and
0: and I wanted to just give one practical two practical examples of that motive that dad was just talking about. Uh, a motive this is a, just an example. Maybe we have that pet sin that we've been dealing with, right? So we want to we want to uh amplify this person's sin. So that we're deep down, our motive secretly is just pushing down. So at least I'm better than them. At least I'm better than that sin. Because again, you're putting that value system on sin. And on the other side of the coin, you're you're telling everybody what you want to hear, what they want to hear, because you want to avoid confrontation. You want to avoid, you don't want to lose a friend. You don't want to become unpopular. You don't want to be canceled. So there's there's motives that we have to check. And I think that's something you can't just skip over. It's huge. But you can only do that in the light of God. You can't try to self uh, introspect, like look in yourself and figure it out. you got to let God show you and, uh, get those motives clean. What's the next point, daddy Well,
1: then the next thing, knowing that and compassion that way, the, the thing is you got to know the first, the next thing we got to know is we got to know who we're, who, who the enemy is. You got to realize who you're really going to battle with here. If you could think that, that your, your battle is against a particular person or institution or something like that, then you're in trouble. Because that's not who our battle's against. The Bible plainly says we do not war against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers of darkness. It's against every lie that is exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. That's you You got to know who your battle is, because that's going to be the whole fact. That's what's going to keep you in the midst of that. That's going to help you keep things from getting personal. When you get into a situation and someone disagrees with you, and you're going back and forth, and it starts to become personal. Because you begin to see them as the enemy, or they see you as the enemy. But the reality is, that's not who our enemy is. The reason why they're where they're at, and you are where you're at, is because of the truth that has been given to you, and you Mm -hmm. have received. So that the reason why, like Danny said earlier, the reason why they believe these things, they've been told these things, and this lie has them captivated. To believe that this is okay, this is the truth, this is the way it is. I have lots of people that agree with me that this is the way it is. But that's really not it. So you see it's the lie that keeps you captivated. Let's yeah. remove it from, from the LGBT. Let's let's take another thing that everybody can agree with. Everybody agrees that being a thief or a robber is wrong. So why is it, why would a thief think that it's okay? Because the lie somewhere in their head says it's okay to steal. They think it's okay. They think it's profitable. For whatever reason, that lie is entrenched in their mind, and they think it's okay. For someone standing on the other side, they say, no, that's not true. So you see the lie has them captivated. So whatever that lie is, that's where your real battle is. And then we know all those lies come from the father of lies. Satan himself and the powers of darkness. That's who our battle is. That's my point. We got to know who our enemy is when we go into these situations. Mm -hmm.
0: Through that. Yep. And it's, it's easy. It's easy to forget that there is an enemy behind it. And and the closer you get to this truth, the closer, the more the enemy is going to attack. And that's all it is. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to tear down strongholds that the enemy has built in people's mind. And a good example of this stronghold is believing a lie that, that you're okay in your sin and uh, you don't need Jesus. And he accepts you with sin. God is holy, righteous. We can't, can't forget. He is such a compassionate, merciful, loving God, but he is holy, righteous, and he despises sin. And he has given us a way out. And we have to, we have to just accept that. A good example of love is if, if your friend had this, you knew this, uh, this uh, vaccine, no pun intended, was going to kill him, but he really wanted to do it. He liked it. He needed it. He loved it. He enjoyed it. Whatever the case is, you wouldn't say, well, go ahead. I love you. You, you would tell him, hey, no, don't take that. I don't care if you're mad at me. I don't care if you never talk to me again. That's love. That, that, that's true love right there. And if you never get to speak to one of these people again, or you're hated by tons of people because you spoke the truth, it's because you love that person.
2: And maybe just like you and I were discussing last night, Jonathan, that maybe, you know, cause some people, they, they really won't consider truth. They won't. Yeah. That's but for so for some people, the words of truth that came out from us through Christ, by Christ, those words may linger and echo in their hearts for a time. And then maybe, just like you were saying, Jonathan, if they can just muster up the words and say, Lord, or God, if you're real, show me. That's all God needs. When he's coming in, he's about to take over your life. Because if you're willing to say those words, if you're willing to be just that curious, the Lord's going to come in and he's going to show you.
0: We're not talking about a a magic spell chant either here. We're talking about an honest, heart-burning desire to know God. A desire so hot that you know, you're probably going to have to drop some things that terrify you of letting go of, but you want to know that that is what you got to ask. He's coming. He's waiting. That's the truth, isn't it? Mm -hmm. He's waiting for you to do that. He's waiting right now for you to make that decision. And it, and what, what what the big lie is, is that you are losing something when you let go of your sin. That's the biggest lie ever. You don't even understand. You don't understand what fulfillment is yet. And you won't, you won't until you drop that sin. And, and God's yeah. trying to show you that you, you it equals death. Then you'll realize how much he loves you. Like, wow, you put up with me. You were trying to tell me the whole time. This is nothing. You had mm-hmm. unlimited treasure for me on the other side of this. sin. this is nothing. And that's a lie. We got to tear down.
2: The highest to live.
1: Yeah. You know, and just as a side point on this real quick, cause I'm not going to go off on the, on the side part of that, but another point about this and knowing who your enemy is, is important too. For us as believers, because John had made a point like he was reading a little comment section about how we fight among ourselves because we don't understand who our real enemy is. And, and it's funny because John's in reading the comments and he said, these people agree with each other. They actually do agree, but they're actually fighting against each other on a yep. on on a subject that they actually agree about. Yep. And so, so yep. it, and it's all because we don't realize who our real enemy is. We're looking at it because of this person's comment on the other side. Oh, there's our enemy. No. I mean, we got to realize who our real enemy is too, because that also has to do with us as brothers and sisters on how we walk this out
0: it was, it's funny. I mean, in a good example, we're doing a whole video on this. I'm excited about it too. Faith Mm -hmm. versus works. Mm -hmm. These two brothers, And a lot of brothers, man, this isn't just these two brothers. These two brothers Mm -hmm. literally were (laughs) arguing about faith versus works, I guess, or they weren't even really arguing about that, but they knew that was each other's background. So it just got them on the defensive. And one (laughs) of them was, you know, faith versus works. But the other one was like, the one that was works said, said, uh, you know, faith produces works. Works is a production of you, salvation, you believe in God. And then now you start to produce good fruit of works. He's saying he agrees with that. And that's the exact same thing the other side agrees. They both, <laughs> they both, but they're arguing, but they're in animosity with each other over the subject. And they're they're really, like dad said, they're arguing over which came first. And it's a yeah. pointless <laughs> argument. It makes no difference at all which side. Like dad, I love it. Left if you're on the left side of the same path or the right side of the same path, walking down the same path to the same destination, and the enemy's got <laughs> us fighting. <laughs> I mean, we can't be ignorant to his schemes, but I just was like, I yeah, can't. I mean, these people punches. agree with
1: each other. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and we <laughs> we're not going to go off on that because, like I said, we're going to address this on a on a future uh, 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 podcast or video or whatever. But video we're going to for this one. Address, yeah, we'll address this issue. But speaking of
0: that, go. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry, dad. Real quick, because I always forget to do it. We we guys, if y'all don't know this yet, if you're listening on Audible or Spotify or any of mm-hmm. those, we do have a YouTube channel. It's Whitestone Reward. Uh, the the handle is at Whitestone Reward. And we do in-depth scripture-led discussions where the scripture's mm-hmm. on the screen. We're going through it. Uh, we interpret scripture with scripture and, and we face topics. We try to face topics that that the Christian community seems to need to hear and that the Lord puts on our topic. Foundational mm-hmm. truths, like no condemnation, faith versus works, you know, walking in the light, things like that. Uh, things that really need to we need to know as Christians, we we really got to know as Christians. And, and we're just trying to cut through this confusion, not by our own intellect, but by the word of God. And that's what we use every time. So please check it out. It's at Whitestone Reward uh, and it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, the last point we want to just go over just to kind of sum all this up. So what have we said? Number one, you got to know the father's heart. Number two, in his light, you've got to know your own heart motives. Number three, you got to know your enemy. You got to know who you're dealing with, who your real enemy is so that you're not fighting against something that's not really <laughs> your enemy. So, and number four, how do we sum this all up? I mean, only thing I can say is we we have to walk by the spirit. It said those who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. and people want a blueprint. and the reason why I put this in there is because people we we live in a in a I don't know how you want to say it an order type of you know knowledge type of uh, environment. I want steps. Show me my five steps. How do we do this? Step number one, step but guess what? The the God said that those are born of the spirit. You don't know where the wind's coming from. You don't know where it's going. You don't know how it's doing. There's that doesn't mean there isn't truth. Doesn't mean that there isn't a reality there. It just means you have to be subject to the spirit so he can Mm -hmm. lead you. Now, why do I say this? Because there might be points. There might be times when God will put you in the midst of the sinners, and he won't have you say nothing. Sometimes he might have you just give him a hug. He might have you just sit there and listen to him for an hour. And maybe you won't get to say much. Maybe Mm. that time He won't allow you to say anything. There will be those times. And then there'll be other times when He will open your mouth and say, now it's time to speak. And so He'll let you. Now, how are you going to know that? You're only going to know that by walking by the Spirit. You won't nope. know otherwise. I can't give you a step. I can't tell you. That's the reason why one shoe doesn't fit all when it comes to going into situations and and exactly how. I can't look at Danny and say, "Well, Danny, he went in there and just was 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 loving on him and listening to him," and then and then John went in there and he was speaking. Oh, I can't. I can't. I don't know how the Spirit is going to lead you in that situation. But we all those things work together for good. That's what God was talking about. You know, a, a, You know, Apollos watered, I planted, but God will cause the growth. We have to walk by the Spirit and let God use us in that moment of time. Let Him use us how He wants to in that moment. Because everything will be done in its time and in its order, but we can't sit there and just say, "Oh, well, I and do this." And we've we've encountered this. You've went into situations, and and sometimes God won't allow you to say anything. Sometimes it's just that moment of listening to Him. But then yep. later on, as you walk with them, all of a sudden one day it just opens up. All of a sudden they're asking you questions, and it opens up, and you're able to speak the truth. That's the way we got to walk. We got to walk by the Spirit by knowing all those things. And that's that's my final point. I would just like to say that we got to walk by the Spirit. That's how mm-hmm. we're going to do this.
0: Like my dad said, we don't have a blueprint, but you, we do have the Bible. And there's mm-hmm. perfect examples of walking by the Spirit in the Bible. One and first and foremost, Jesus Christ and the relationship he had with his disciples. They never knew what was going on. They had their own man plans all the time, but Jesus only did what the Father told them. And he walked literally by the Spirit. Like whatever came out of his mouth was what God wanted to come out of his mouth. And that's, that's a good example. That's the best example. And then you can just go through the Bible. You can see Paul. You know, the, the Holy Spirit didn't, didn't uh, permit us to go into Asia, speak to this demon. My spirit was provoked by this this possessed woman, like walking by the spirit. And it only takes by a conscious, this is the best blueprint we can give you, like a conscious, intentional effort to try to learn it. And you can learn it by the word of God and, and learn wh- who God's character is you know, what he loves, what he does. And then just listen for it when you're
2: walking by the spirit. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a big deal. Yeah. We can uh, look at Colossians one chapter one, verse 10, just to, you know, give you guys a Bible reference for what Jonathan is talking about. Um, So that you may, it's Colossians chapter one, verse 10 and 11. It says so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruits in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. Amen.
1: Yep. Amen. I just wanted to say this last thing here, and I just want to show it because I said there's nothing new under the sun. And I want to show you example. We talked about Jesus. we here. Apostle Paul was was another beloved brother and and disciple in the Lord. And this is how he did it. I want you to listen to how he dealt with this same issue. Because like I said, there's nothing new under the sun. He was dealing with all these different types of things too. This is in 1 Corinthians 9, 20 through 23. But I want you just to listen to this. This is how he dealt with this. He said, to the Jews, I became as a Jew so that I might gain Jews. To those who were under the law, I became as one under the law though not being under the law myself. Perfect example right there. Just say, look, he said, I I became the law, but it's like saying uh, I became, I went into this situation where these people might've been in a situation where they were in an atmosphere that I'm not, that's not part of me. But he said, I didn't become part of that. See, I was there, but I didn't become part of it. He specifically says I didn't become. So again, we're talking about how to be in the world, but not of the world. He's doing this in a practical examples. It goes on and says to those who were without the law, I became as one without the law, though not being without the law of God myself. See, so he's saying there's that balance right there, you know, without that under the law of Christ so that I might gain those who are without the law to the weak. I became weak that I might gain the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by that I may, by all means, save some. And I do all things for the sake of the gospel so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Man, I mean, there it is. You want a Bible example? There it is. Perfect example uh, yep. of pa- Apostle Paul dealing with this same situation that we're talking about right here.
0: Thanks for throwing that in at the end. That could have just summed yeah, up the whole cool. video. For
1: us. <laughs> yeah, i like to say, sum- Hey, it's a summary. That was that, was right? that, was that cherry on to top. That was
0: great. <laughs> yeah. And then guys, right I got one too, that I, I read with uh, my dad earlier. It's in James chapter three, 13 through 18 and it's wisdom from above. And, and just taking this in, in the light of both videos, both discussions we talked about slow to slow to speak, quick to, quick to listen. And then, And then actually using discernment when you talk about when you uh, when you're looking into these things. Uh, Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. The wisdom is not which, which that wisdom is not which comes from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist there is disorder and every evil, evil thing but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable gentle reasonable full of mercy and good fruits unwavering without hypocrisy mm. and the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace
1: mm. amen amen so That's it's all
0: the there Ladies and gentlemen, it's all there all the time. Again, uh, don't take what we say. Check the Bible. You've, we, we've got, if you have trouble, stro- struggle reading the Bible, pray. Ask God to start a fire in you because you need it. We. I don't want to tiptoe around this. You need to read the Word of God. There is too much confusion out there, too many lies, and we have an enemy that knows the Word better than you in most cases, and, and he will use it against you. If you don't know the whole context and and read it both with spirit and truth. So we love you as always. Thank you so much for listening Uh, again. Check out our YouTube channel and uh, follow us on this podcast if you love it. And we've got more to come. Uh, Anything else, dad, before we pray or Danny?
2: Nope. No, just be blessed and pursue truth. I need, I need a drink of water. (laughs) because. My
0: lips are sticking together. You want want to pray for these brothers and sisters? Amen. Saved and unsaved?
1: Saved and unsaved. Father, we just thank you for this time again that we're able to come together and just uh, sit at your feet and learn from you, Father, because ultimately it's your way that's going to be accomplished on the earth, Lord. We're just partakers of your nature, partakers of this will that you've you've given to us to try to accomplish in your power and in Your by your Spirit. Give us the wisdom, Lord, that we need on how to walk in the world, but not be of the world. Teach us how to be compassionate, but yet still stand in your truth, Lord. We lean on you, Lord. We don't know how to do this on our own, but we know we can trust you by your Spirit to lead us and guide us in every individual situation. Teach us, Lord, how to love in truth. Lord.
2: We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.